Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining me as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 16, 1919, Part 6, pages 194 through 196. February 16, 1919, Part 6. On Sunday, my pastoral letter was read in all the churches of Vilnius, and some copies were distributed to the people. In some places, my letter was posted on the church doors, but later it was torn off. Father Tumas came to see me early in the morning to tell me what charges the Bolshevik speakers had brought against the church and the faith during the meeting. I had also collected the accusations that had been put forth in the Bolshevik press. I was determined to refute them and to show how groundless they were in the sermon that I was about to preach. I intended to explain and to prove the value, the importance, and the power of religious belief in social life. I had told the workers that in place of Father Muckerman, who had been arrested, I would preach to them at four o'clock Sunday afternoon at St. Casimir's Church, if that were possible, and if not, then at the cathedral. Since the Bolsheviks were still guarding St. Casimir's Church and would not permit anyone inside, the crowd moved on to the cathedral. It was packed full, and there was a great crush of people crowding at the doors along the and along the walls. It was said that several thousand had gathered. After Vespers, I went up into the pulpit and spoke for a whole hour. I explained what the faith meant and whose authority it rested upon, who the church's teacher was and who they were who dared to attack him. Can science change or replace faith? Can improved living conditions and material progress make a person perfect and sinless? No, I said, they cannot. If the faith does not change his heart and create the kingdom of God in his soul, are the church and the clergy always on the side of the rich and the oppressors? The teaching of Christ raised the dignity of man, influenced the family and society. If only our present society were permeated by the Ten Commandments. The popes have stood up for the working people and have called the world to universal peace. Has the Church been teaching us to look only toward heaven without showing us how to live in this world? What is this saying worth? The Church won't give you a ruble. And what does it mean that all authority is from God? But do the oppressors of the people come from God? And so on. Finally, I encouraged the people to remain loyal to their faith, to the Church, and to their spiritual leaders. After the sermon, I added a few words about the arrest and exile of Father Muckerman, explaining that I had done my best to defend and intercede for Father Muckerman, but that nothing had helped. I asked them to live in peace with all the citizens of the city and not to participate in any riots and so on. I encouraged them not to lose heart because of the unfortunate incidents of the past few days, but to continue the work they had, been, they had begun. I told them that I would give them another priest to help them and that I myself would serve them in any way I could. Then I asked them to gather in the building where they used to come to discuss the business of their organization. After the sermon, the people sang the hymn, Holy God, 
and also the psalm, God is our refuge and our strength. We ended with benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. The people's spirits were lifted, their faith strengthened, and their loyalty to the Church renewed. After that, they gathered in the building next to St. Casimir's Church. From the Executive Committee, they learned that the Treasury and all the funds they had contributed were untouched. Those who had assembled decided to send another delegation to demand, one, the removal of the guard from St. Casimir's Church, and that it be reopened to the faithful. Two, the release from prison of all those who had been arrested in the church. Three, the return of Father Muckerman. Another demand was raised that those who dared to open fire inside the church would be punished. However, the participants of the meeting decided to forgive them for the sake of Jesus crucified. It was unlikely that either my letter or my sermon would go over well with the Bolsheviks. If they wanted to do so, they could easily find some pretext to arrest me. When I returned from the church, I took care of some of the more important matters, made provision for the administration of the diocese, and also who should take responsibility for our congregation in the event that I should be imprisoned. I entrusted Father Vaitkevichus with those papers and placed myself in the hands of Providence. When the Bolsheviks took over, destroying all semblance of order and disrupting the normal course of life, nothing much could be done in the diocese. A kind of depression, anxiety, and boredom came over me. Now that the real struggle has begun, I feel a new flow of energy, of power entering me. I feel as if I had begun to live anew. An inexpressible desire to defend, to suffer for, and to devote myself entirely to our beloved Church overpowers me. Although I did not mention the Bolsheviks by name, I spoke out against them directly, boldly and unflinchingly demonstrating the error and fallacy of their philosophy. It was apparent that the people understood very well what I wanted to say. They listened attentively and seemed to take heed of everything I said. May God be praised, and may his holy church, our beloved mother, be exalted. In this last part of the entry, Blessed George writes that his pastoral letter was read and distributed, Uh, In some places, it was torn off the church doors where it had been posted. Blessed George learned about what the Bolsheviks had said against the church during the workers' meeting. And Blessed George wanted to defend the church against these and other charges that had appeared in Bolshevik newspapers in a sermon that he intended to give. Blessed George wanted to preach in Father Muckerman's church that Sunday at 4 p.m., but since they had... uh, the church surrounded, everyone had to move to the cathedral. There was a huge crowd. Blessed George preached for an hour after evening prayer. He taught them about the church and its authority and where it comes from, from Christ. He spoke about the social teachings of the church. He encouraged them to remain loyal to their faith. The Bolsheviks wanted to destroy their faith. Blessed George also explained the situation and arrest of Father Muckerman and what he had tried to do to help, and he he urged peace in the city. The evening ended with hymns and benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. 
Uh, this lifted everyone's spirits because Jesus was with them. The association sent another delegation to the Bolsheviks with demands. They forgave those who had fired bullets in the church. Blessed George didn't think the Bolsheviks would be happy with him because of his sermon and his pastoral letter, but he had done what a shepherd was called to do. He was ready to be arrested if it came to that. And Blessed George wrote of the spiritual battle that had been going on in him because of the difficult conditions caused by the Bolsheviks, but now he received a grace. It was like the apostles after the resurrection when the Holy Spirit came. He had spiritual power for the battle. Uh, I'm also reminded of what the martyrs uh, had to go through in ancient Rome during times of persecution. God strengthened their faith and gave them, gave them the courage to lay down their lives. And clearly, God was with him and with us in times of need. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you, with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit 
micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.